Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Daughter Dears podcast. I'm Simone Canego. And I'm Olivia Canego. And our podcast is all about authentic mother-daughter conversations. And today we are actually going to be talking about authenticity and embracing who you are. And it's something that I talk about a lot. It's something that I write about a lot. And um, it took me, I mean, you're young, but it took me, you know, a long time to get to the point where I felt like I, I could truly embrace who I am without worrying about what anybody else is thinking. Yeah. Without, without caring about that. I still don't know if I know who I am. But you're trying. Are you trying to be someone else or are you trying to figure out who you are? Those, oh, I'm those, trying I to figure out two who, different things. I'm trying to figure out who I am, but I think sometimes it, I don't know if it actually comes off as I'm trying to be someone else. Um, and it, but it's just like, I feel like I have some clashing parts to my personality. Now, when I say that, can I name any of them? No, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's all, and I'm, I'm sure who I think I am now won't be who I am like next year. Yeah, I mean, definitely when you're younger, you change quite a bit. But like for me, when I was your age, I always felt like I was trying to be someone I wasn't. Like the only place I felt like I felt really secure and comfortable was when I was horseback riding. Okay. I had my friends there. I didn't have to pretend to be someone different. You had to wear the clothes you had to wear to ride, right? You got dirty. It was not a big deal. Um, But then in school itself... You know, I always felt like I had to be someone I wasn't. Like if you wanted to hang out with the cool crowd, you had to do what they were doing. Um, I remember smoking cigarettes when I was in high school because everybody else was doing it. Did I like it? No, I thought they were disgusting. Um, But I did it because everybody else was doing it. And it's funny because I don't feel like you guys do that so much. I mean, do you, I mean, do you feel like you do? Like I'm talking about like, for example, Millie, like she's, she doesn't, she she worries about what other people think but she's not going to do something like if, if someone said here yeah. yeah here smoke the cigarette she'd be like no thank you yeah um i mean i don't think it's like something that as a whole generation has gone away i feel like not necessarily even if it's not like intentional peer pressure people still conform themselves to fit in like yes To an extent, there's a lack of traditional bullying and traditional peer pressure, but there still is like the the expectations that you'll just do something because everyone else is doing it. Well, I think there's always those expectations. Like, do but can you think of a time where everybody else was doing something and you're like, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, you're the kid that you know. You what? What is your hobby right now? You're neat. You're you needlepoint. I mean, you crochet. I crochet. Excuse you. That's grandma. Yeah, you uh, crochet. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you crochet. I mean, like, that is not something typically 20-year-old yeah, girls I do. Mean, I love it. Like, I definitely, I just know what I like and what I don't like. And definitely when I was younger, as in, like, the beginning of college, I would just do things because others were doing it, like, going out and partying. But now, eh, like, I do it when I want to. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I have, like, set that boundary in my life that if I don't really want to do something, I'm probably not going to do it. Um, Regardless of like what it is, I guess. I mean, schoolwork aside. 
Was it but a I, mindset I mean, shift or what do you think it was? Well, yeah, I think it definitely was. It was like an active choice I made to like put up boundaries and be like, I'm not doing it because I don't want to do it. And I just don't think like a lot of people do that or even think to do that. Um, and like, I'm definitely a people pleaser. It's just like, I know when enough is enough, I guess, for me. And yeah. I know my like limits on just like everyday interactions and I know when I'm done. Interacting? Interacting or just like, I'm trying to think like peer pressure. I don't know. I don't really get pressured into doing a lot of things. Yeah, but you also now surround yourself with people that you feel really comfortable with, which I think like you go through these different stages in your life, right? So when you're um, <clears throat> in middle school and high school, there's a lot of peer pressure and even your friends change from middle school to high school. Yeah. So you kind of got to go through through those things again. And then when you get to college, you kind of figure out who your people are and that's who you surround yourself with. What, but now you're going to step into something new, right? Either when you, know, when you go off to law school, you got to find your people again. And then when you finish yeah. law school and you go out into the real world, you got to find your people again. Because I can tell you, for me, I experienced this like in each step of my life. So I remember when we moved to Texas, I felt like I had to do things a certain way. Now I was still young. I mean, we were, I was 21 when we got married and mm. we moved to Texas when I was 21. And most of the people we were hanging out with were in their thirties. Right. So yeah. I'm like trying to figure out where do I fit in here and how do I, how do I make myself fit in? And so for me, the way I could fit in was like by doing what everybody else was doing, whether it was like taking golf lessons, taking tennis lessons, things that I truly didn't. I mean, I like tennis kind of, but things I didn't really have an interest in just so that I could feel like I was part of the group. Yeah. Um, and like, is that, it's a, like a fine line though, because is it, just like adjusting to make friends or is it just not living authentic authentically whoa well yeah both because i think yeah. that you know it's not like i asked them to do the things that i wanted to do i kind of said oh they're already doing this this is what real grown-ups do this is what i should be doing okay um you know so i think that i wasn't being authentic to myself because i just wouldn't do those things if i were right and yeah and going exactly. to these events that we went to that was i same thing when we moved here something very similar is you know we had to it was kind of like it was almost like part of marketing i guess like getting known you know for your dad's work like we had to go to these we felt like we had to go to these really big dress up parties right like you had to go to all the the charitable events whether you like the charity or not yeah. or you know you, you just felt like you had to do those things because that was well, you felt like that was what was expected, right? And I can and tell I you think these days I don't do that. Whether that's even just like going out to drinks with colleagues after work. There was one particular time this summer where it was a group of people that I wasn't necessarily friends with, but I was like, oh, well, and I, I didn't really want to go, but I went simply because I was like, oh, well, like I have to meet people and I don't know, just like experiment with different people within your work setting because who actually wants to go out with co-workers granted like some of my co-workers are friends but like in general I don't think like extending work after work is everyone's favorite thing to do or anyone's favorite thing to do well I don't know I kind of feel like that that through work that's where you meet a lot a lot of times that's where you meet your people that's where you meet your spa spouse that's where you meet your friends because you're hanging but that's 
how your microphone's we... all messed up again oh is it sorry i was t somehow i keep turning it you, you you're a twister so the, the microphone just because you guys aren't, aren't going to see what's happening every time um she has a microphone that is it works like much better from one side and she likes to twist it as she speaks almost like it's a lollipop <laughs> i don't even know i can stop hearing it. you as much yeah i know i'm ordering you a new one babe okay thanks yeah you're Appreciate welcome it. Uh huh. okay keep going um it's just weird that people meet their people through work and i mean that's what you school is like work and that's how you meet your friends now but it's just like a, a weird part of adult life, I guess, that I didn't really expect because in my head, it kind of like not like seems taboo, but it's almost like there needs to be a line between personal life and work life. And by making friends with your your coworkers, you're kind of getting rid of that line. But how do you meet people otherwise? I don't know. Could yeah. not tell you. Yeah, you meet them through work. I mean, most people... They meet their friends through work. I mean, think about Shan, for example. Like every time we travel with her friends, they were all people that she met in work, right? Yeah. She met John in work, you know. She, I mean, even though I was like working like as a student, I mean, that's where I met your dad too, through work. Yeah. Right. So I think, and then when you get older, and if you're a stay-at-home mom, you meet your friends by playgroups, right? Where you bring yeah. your kids, and that's how you make a lot of your friends. So it's just wherever you are in the moment, that's kind of how it is. And um, so for me, I f felt like so many times I had to reinvent myself based on the next step in life. So, and you'll feel that way too. I mean, but it's always, it, it's so important that you stay true to yourself. I mean, we're talking about life in general, but I can tell you even for me, going to these events and feeling like I had to dress a certain way, which, that was the expectation. Yeah, I absolutely hated that. That was not something that I ever liked to do was to get all dressed up for these events. And um, I want to say about, I think it was pre COVID, maybe it was just post COVID, like when p things were starting to open up again. Um, I went to this event and it was and I knew it was going to be fancy because all these women, that's how they dress. They dress yeah. fancy. And I was invited to go. And I said, I want to go, but I don't dress like that. I don't wear heels like that. And so I wore a nice jacket with jeans and fancy sneakers. And I can't, I, I had several people come up to me and say, um, Oh my gosh, that was so smart. You're so lucky. I'm so uncomfortable, but I felt like I had to dress this way because I knew like it was going to be dressing. I said, yeah, I'm not worried about what anybody else thinks anymore. Like I'm, yeah. I want to be my authentic self. Well, I think clothes is like a huge way that people show their authenticity. Hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, I went from a high school with a pretty strict dress code. I mean, I still... I think I still express myself through my clothes in high school in a limited manner that I could. Um, but that, like a lot of cases is that people get just thrown into college for the first time after having like a pretty strict dress code or a uniform and then like kind of struggle to figure out. And that's why trends exist because people don't know what they like individually and just kind of follow the whole and not to say that like, I don't even know, but, uh, I think it's like really interesting when you see freshmen for the first time, just like being able to dress how they want, especially without parents watching. And that's a big deal as well. And 
it, the first couple of times they seem lost, I would say. Well, also food choices, right? I mean, oh, for sure. You're well, alcohol, we know like that, that that's a struggle for kids when they first get to college, but food choices, like, you know, there's kids are so used to whatever their parents are feeding them, or if they don't buy candy in the house, they're not eating candy. And then they go off to college and it's all of a sudden, like the buffet is open, right? And every kid that hasn't experienced some of these things before, it's like they, and that's why they call it the, what do they call it? The freshman? Freshman 15. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's, I mean, that's not about authenticity, but it's about like getting used to your next environment well, yeah, just like figuring out to how to become your authentic self is like through independence and being independent like sucks and regardless <laughs> of that well it, like it does because for the first 18 years of your life regardless if it's like a decision on what you're wearing or like a decision on what to think there is someone guiding you in that and then you get to college and sure you have your parents but you not as close as they were before or whatever and you're just kind of it's the first time where you're expected to kind of like think for yourself yeah and that's not so easy sometimes no. right i mean you're no. it's it's really <clears throat> and... hard just to be able to make a decision without any other input i mean i struggle with that all the time and, and even if well if you yeah. don't have that other input if you don't have or if you have that input in there is it like is that decision authentically yours i don't know yeah, I was going to say with every decision when you're home, your parents will, they can be that guiding light or whatever, not guiding, but you know, that guide for you of, you know, hey, you're going out tonight, you know, you're not drinking and driving coming home, you're, yeah. you're gonna, you know, you have to be home at this time, and then you go off to college, and then you have to make these decisions, and you have to decide, okay, who am I going to be? Who am I? And yeah. how do I want to go forward in the world? You just have to reset. It's I guess. a lot sometimes. Well, I want, yeah, I think I think like the fact that we do college at eighteen is kind of insane. I mean, I was seventeen and going, and I was like, "What? I can't even vote, and I'm just independent all of a sudden." Yeah, I mean, independent in certain ways, obviously. In certain ways, just by, by not... myself, I guess. Yeah, and you have to you have to make these choices for yourself. I it was still funny actually. Um, Ari, his first week at college, he called. So he's been there now, what, two weeks? I think so. And um, he he's done laundry at home and stuff, but like these are different machines. So he literally, I when when we went there, I showed him how to do stuff, and and then I FaceTimed. He FaceTimed me the first time he went to do laundry. He's like, "Is this the washer or the dryer?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I, I was like, "Seriously, man." But, you know, it's it's that they're so used to having someone help them. With yeah. Now, he's really good at figuring stuff out. But still, you know, sometimes it takes a second. And it's nice to have, like, someone to, to guide you with things. Um, but he's at a transition right now where he's he's deciding who he is, right? Like, he's yeah. about to start. He He's going to guess he's going to go through rush and join I had a, a total and... dream about that last night where I there was two kids from my high school class that went to high point where he goes and in my dream I was like well one of you guys has to make sure that he gets a bid okay I haven't talked to these people in four or five years now but it was I, would, I don't know why that was on my mind it's so funny yeah, yeah. I mean 
you know, so, and then how does he stay true to himself? Because he is a kid who is very authentic. He, yeah. he's not, he doesn't fall for the peer pressure stuff. He's the kid who, when he's tired at night, he goes home. Like there's no friends saying here, you need to, you need, you, you got to stay out. You got to drink this. He just is like, no, thanks. Even yeah. to the point where, um, he, and I know I, we mentioned this on a previous episode where we were, we were at a mom son weekend and his friends got a bit out of control and he, they had, they were all planning on going to the Bahamas like right after graduation. And he just said that night, he was like, I'm done. I'm not going. I don't want to babysit. I don't want to have to worry. I just, you know, and, yeah. and they're like, come on, are you got to go? You got to go. And he was like, no, that's not for me. I don't want to do it. And you know what? It's funny because for him, it works really well. Like they totally respect him and they're not, they're well, like mad. They're upset that he's not there, but they, they're not like, oh, you're not, you can't be our friend anymore. Cause yeah. you you're not, you know, so. But that's like the hard thing about college though. It's like, well, will you make friends if you just don't do the things? Yeah, I do think you will. I think you make the friends that are like you, right? Like everybody's yeah. looking for a different experience. And the same thing when you're grown up. Like I went through different friend groups, right? Even yeah. with kids, right? Until you find the people who kind of match you the best and understand that, hey, you're not, and because I am not the person for you if, if you want me to be texting you every day or calling every day, I am not the yeah. person for you. I just don't have that. I don't have that time. And, you know, I, I know everybody's busy and like you make time for what you make time for that, what you really want, but there's days that are still hard and, you know, things pop with six kids, something pops up every day. It doesn't matter yeah. that only two of you are living full-time home now. It's just that it's, it, it's constant chaos. So it's like, I, you know, for a long time when I was, when I first had kids, I felt like I had to be someone that I really wasn't to make sure I was part of this friend group. And over time I realized that wasn't for me. I want to be able to be who I am yeah. and not worry about it. And we, we all have these trial and error. So you'll see it in every, you know, every next step of your life. Yeah. Do you want to do news articles today, mom? Oh yeah. You want, you want me to go first? I'll go first with yeah, my- Yeah, but uh... before we get into that, just a reminder that we are the Daughter Dearest podcast on, I think, Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find us on all of the podcast streaming platforms. So if you like, please give us a rating and comment and maybe even share with your friends. Good job, Liv. Thank you. Yeah. See, I would have forgotten to do that. So on today's Freaky Florida, now this isn't so freaky, but um, obviously we just had a hurricane come through Florida. Adalia. I, I don't even think that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know how you would say the I, name. I try to say it like Vidalia, but it's not yeah. that. It's Adalia. Adalia, I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we were, again, always preparing for the worst because you just don't know where the last few storms have turned before they they were supposed to. Now, this one actually stayed pretty close on track to what they predicted, mm -hmm. and it was a devastating storm. Again, it... Now, what was crazy is that we we had our area had a lot of flooding because when you're to the right side of the hurricane, you get these huge storm surges, right? So it 
to the point where I saw, and this isn't part of Freaky Florida, but some areas were so flooded they had like sharks swimming like in their oh front my yard. God. Can you imagine? No. And they had, you know, alligators in places there they weren't supposed to be. And but there was, of course, there was a lot of damage and to places that this storm hit near Cedar Key, where on the west coast where they hadn't had a storm in 125 years of this wow. magnitude so the water's really warm it's kind of crazy out there but anyways one of the one of the big complaints that was happening in the state of florida is our main grocery store in florida is or one of the biggest grocery stores in florida is called publix mm -hmm. and publix decided that they are no longer going to make hurricane cakes why so see Floridians are unhappy. Hey, what the so, heck? So I mean, it is insensitive. Uh, well, I think that's what they're thinking is that it's insensitive. So but they it's would, the south. They, would uh. they would make a yeah. Everything is insensitive in the south. Is that what you're saying? Uh, they were making a. They would make if they would as soon as a hurricane was coming, they would make hurricane cakes. Literally, cakes decorated like a hurricane and yeah. with the name of the hurricane on it and you know and it was like i hate to say it but it was kind of like a tradition for floridians yeah. to get a People hurricane, hurricane cake. parties and you have to you bring a cake to the party um so this is what it says floridians are not happy with Publix after the supermarket chain announced they'll stop making hurricane cakes to respect victims of these natural disasters i mean yeah so i mean it makes sense but People are upset about it, you know, but yeah. Publix is like, this doesn't align with our values. You know, these are, they would sell elaborately designed hurricanes, poking fun at the, ex at the extreme weather events. Sometimes these humorous desserts would trend on social media. Instead, the retailer will find ways to delight them with their favorite public items, Publix items as they prepare for uncertainty. So, and these cakes, like they're, they were really pretty, like, you know, I love Publix cake. Thank you, yeah, Publix. Yeah. I love Publix cake. But, um, you know, they would, they're all colorful. and But it is insensitive, right? I mean, oh, what do you sure think? For sure insensitive. For so, sure something they should have stopped doing a while ago. And you know what? No matter what you do, people are upset. So, like, you take yeah. them off the shelf, people are upset. You put them on the shelf, people are upset. But um, the fact that it uh, made, like, national news that That's people kind of were weird. upset about the hurricane cakes being taken off the shelves um that that maybe says a lot about florida right there i mean it's definitely like yeah it's the cakes are for celebrating and you pr probably shouldn't celebrate a hurricane hitting yeah i mean i it's impossible to it's very difficult to find insurance in the state of florida now all of these Crazy. things so yeah we shouldn't be like saying all the victims i mean people have lost their homes and and again we got a notice from our insurance company the way and this will just be my one aside. I have like 50 asides every ep okay. episode, but this one aside where, so you have hurricane insurance, but that isn't flood insurance. We get our flood insurance from uh, the government, right? And it doesn't cover much. So yeah. basically in a storm like this, where so much of it was flooding, where the wa if the water comes from below, so if the water rises up, that's mm -hmm. flood policy. You're in your hurricane insurance won't cover that what hurricane insurance is cover covers is like if your house gets blown down and yeah. the water comes from the top so all of these people who had this flooding they have to rely on a flood policy to pay for it which it doesn't pay that much so i instantly like right after the storm hit i got an email from our uh, insurance company saying that 
just so you know, we do not cover flood unless so you they, have a separate. The only flood. the government does, or well, they provide some, that. I, so they don't provide it. You still have to pay for it. But okay. well, um, yeah, it's like a FEMA. It's FEMA. It's part of FEMA. My my renter insurance also doesn't cover flooding. Yeah, it's so. But there is flood. There is you could buy supplemental flood insurance only some places you can get it. Like grandma has a policy because she's not in one of the main flood zones, right? Oh, I mean, we can't buy extra so because scammy. we're in a, a main flood zone. So insurance is a is little scammy for my business. Anyways. But... Okay. Well, living authentically. We have to have it. We have to have it. If you have it. Yeah. Living authentically. So, I mean, what, what do you, what do you feel like moving forward? So like, do you feel like you chose what, obviously we know now that you're going to be applying to law school. Do you feel like that is adding to your authenticity? Cause I mean, yeah. I feel like you didn't fit with your major and a lot of Honestly, people don't fit and then they keep they doing stick, it. Right? Yeah. I would say like career wise, that is like one of the things that I feel like I do the most authentically just in the way of, um, which is, this is bad to say, but I, I kind of put my career over a lot of like other things. And I make that clear in a lot of like friendships and just even my relationship that I'm in, that it's just like, I know that this matters and this is more long-term than a lot of other things. So I think in that aspect, a lot of the decisions I make, I do make authentically because I make it for myself and no one but myself. Which I think I is really important. It's, um, yeah. well, until later, until you have a family and then you have to think about oh, all yeah, those of things course. combined. But like right now, I don't, I think I'm in a stage of my life that if I was like putting my relationship above my career, that would just be a silly little decision. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, it, it was interesting because I interviewed someone for my, my new book and we were discussing the decision as a couple like when you're moving forward in your relationship and you're trying to figure out okay who's you know who's going to take on the majority of the child care stuff yeah. and who's going to take you know what's the right fit and for this couple she is a partner at a an accounting firm one of the big accounting firms and so she does she's very successful and she they discussed from the beginning that she was going to continue with her job. Now that, you know, is there, I think the big thing is open communication, but she yeah. knew that she could not be a stay at home mom. She was like, I would be miserable. I would make everybody miserable. And so, but she had to make, you know, she lives very authentically, I believe across her whole life, but mm. this is kind of seeing that part where she said, like, we made it open communication. Like this is how it was going to work best for all of everybody involved. And and really staying true to herself saying that I really want this and I'm not giving it up, which I think a lot of people give up what they really want to satisfy someone else or to, you know, obviously there's, there's always times where you have to concede certain things or you yeah. have to partner on things. But I think so many more people just don't do what they really want because someone else tells them that they can't do it instead of, being authentic to themselves and saying this is what I really want to do yeah um and I, I I don't know I just I feel like that is majority of people 
because it's I guess it's really hard to live your life by yourself. There's so many factors that come into play, but it, it's just important to make decisions for you and like eventually considering other people. But I'm at a time in my life where the decisions I make truly affect majority me. Yeah. And, you know, you'll get to a point where it'll be different. But for right now, yeah, I mean, I think that's why, you know, when I was younger, nobody really talked about being authentic. They didn't talk yeah. about, they didn't really ask you, what do you want? They, you know, it was kind of like, this is what you have to do. And yeah. I think your generation is more open to what do you want? And, you know, taking the time, I think even more so now post COVID, I think that people are really making these decisions to kind of follow their own path, right? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people are realizing that, like, you don't have to go straight to college. Because um, I think people just go to college because they're told to rather than they want to. Um, I don't know. Which I think, again, I mean, we're going through that right now with Ari, right? But, I mean, we said to him... Okay, if you don't want to go to college, what's your plan? Yeah, and, and that's the important part is having the plan. Yeah, if you don't have a plan, then, you know, that was kind of the deal. If you have a plan that, hey, I'm going to do this, I I want to go be a police officer, I want to go to the fire academy, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, whatever it is. But if you don't have a plan, then it makes it really difficult to to move forward with things. Yeah, I, I yeah. Ugh. it's a lot to think about just like life moving on and even who will I be next year and living authentically next year yeah I again it took me into my late 40s really it took me into my late 40s till till I really felt like I could just be who I am and I'm not trying to impress anyone else I mean I still am the, you know, I'm working on my wardrobe. You know, I have yeah. stuff that I can wear out to nice stuff. And, um, but I love to be in a t-shirt and, and leggings every day. Like yeah. that's my preference. And, you know, I really like graph. I like graphic tees. So I like having, you know, my, whatever statement I have for the day. I mean, today is Napa Valley, my happy place, which, ha, huh, that's not really a statement. It's true though. Um, but you know, I have a lot of, uh, graphic tees that are about you know kindness matters and embrace who you are those kinds of things yeah but I'm not a person that really loves to dress up unless I have to and it's not not because I don't care about myself it's because I do care about myself it's kind of like this is what I like so why do I have to let someone else tell me well okay you don't look good enough or whatever when you know it's just what's put on us by society that okay you got to do these certain things to be able to fit in with this group well then I don't want to fit in yeah. And I mean, living authentically is it's really challenging because of that aspect of not fitting in, because even if you're living as your authentic self, which is something that should be applauded, you might be incredibly judged for it. Yeah. But, you know, deep down, the people who are judging you are not happy with their lives. Right. I mean, I mean, that's yeah. the way I look at it is is any and we talked about this. It's very similar to when you were in middle school to how it is now, even as an adult, that the people who criticize, the people who have, you know, nasty things to say are really unhappy with themselves. And it really has nothing to do with you. I mean, do you feel I that? I think so. I think so. 
Like, why does anybody else care what I'm doing? Why? Why does anybody care? If you're nitpicking in that aspect, yeah, then I, like, why? Like, you're just, I mean, either you're saying it because you're bored with your life or you're saying it because you're uncomfortable with yourself. Which I guess could be um, both. But most of the time, I really think it's because, I mean, I haven't looked at statistics, but most of the time, I think that you do these things because you're unhappy with yourself. And, you know, when people see someone's post on social media about, and they look really nice, like people want to, I don't know, people want to tear them down for something. It's just, yeah, it's a really sad thing to to see that why, again, and, and this was actually the woman I was speaking to, what about the, um, you know, it was so my the book that I'm writing about it is called Label Me Not. So it's all about the labels that we we that society puts on us and that we put on ourselves and really how to be your authentic self throughout all of this. And you know, she was saying that it it was really hard, like when her kids were little and she didn't fit in because she was one of the very few moms that were working in the, in that area. And mm-hmm. so she always felt like you know, when she would go to an event, she didn't really know the people because all of them hang out together all the time and she didn't fit in or yeah. she, you know, when, and she's really all about family. So she was saying that when her kids were in sports, so she would take them to their practices. And instead of just sitting there and hanging out with all the moms and talking, 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 she would be doing the work on her, in, you know, she'd be sitting in her car working on her laptop so that as soon as her kids were done, she could focus all of her attention on them. And it's again, making those choices on what, what really matters to you and not what everybody else tells you that you should be doing. Yeah. Because no one's like in your shoes in the end of the day. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, we, people always say that, that quote of, um, you can never judge until you can walk in someone else's shoes. Well, you can never walk in their shoes. So you really yeah. shouldn't judge, right? Because there's there's really no point in time where you're at, you're at the exact same place with the exact same struggles, you know, with the exact same life as this person. So why are we judging? Like, why yeah. are we? And this judgment is what leads us to not live authentically because it makes us feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. So. I challenge everybody out there to stop judging and just start being who you are. I mean, really take a look in the mirror and say, you know, wait, this is not where I want, what I want to be doing. This is not where I should be going. These are not the people I want to hang out with. I'm not saying drop your friend group tomorrow. I'm just saying really take a look at yourself and say like, what really matters? And am I doing things that make me happy or am I doing things because I feel like I have to, and it's not making me happy at all. Yeah. So tell me what's happening in the world today. I have a good one, and it's specifically New York this time. So keeping up with the country, if you don't know, it's Ooh. the U.S. Open. Um, and the U.S. Open happens in Queens, New York. Um, and the, in case you don't know what the U.S. Open is, it's like the national championships of tennis, I believe. I don't know if it's national or not, whatever. But there's this news article on AP News um, that... It smells like Snoop Dogg's living room on court 17 at the U.S. Open. And if you don't know what Snoop Dogg's living room would smell like, it smells like marijuana, apparently. Um, To the point where one of the contestants or 
competitors. Competitors. She like yeah. She lost. She's not on. She's not on the prices, right? So you're she's right, a competitor. Right. <laughs> she, um, she lost and said that the sound, uh, the smell was the overwhelming whiff of pot during, uh, like caused her first round loss essentially. Um, and they've like done investigations into it, but it's just because it's in Queens and the smell of New York City. It literally says in this article, the smell of New York City is the smell of marijuana. And it's it's legal, so they can't really do anything as long as they're not smoking inside. So apparently it just reeks of weed at the US Open. So it's not from people smoking there? It's nope, like from the outside air? Court 17 apparently is right next to Corona Park, which is just like another park in Queens where people go and smell weed, smoke weed. And so, so it's like that fragrant, I guess. Yeah. That well, it's like stinking up the entire US Open. It's interesting because we were just in, and this is not the same thing, but it just shows you how this smell like that transfers. We were in uh, St. Pete and we went into this clothing store and we walk in and it totally smelled like cigarettes or cigars. It, it yeah. stunk and we were like, and instantly we walk in, we're all like, oh my gosh, it smells horrible. And we walk out and we're like, I cannot believe the employee in there is smoking cigarettes. Like nobody's going to buy from there. Okay. This is, this is, this is why we should not judge. So the next day we're walking back and what we realized, cause we were walking from the other direction, what we realized it was right next to a cigar bar. Oh my God. So the smell from the cigar bar just infiltrates that, that shop. And so all of us felt so guilty. We're like, okay, this is why we don't judge. Like this, this was, and everybody's like, we should go in and apologize to her. I'm like, well, we didn't say anything to her. Now we're going to make her feel bad because she didn't even know we were thinking that like she was smoking in the shop. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. So it's a very similar thing like that, you know, it just infiltrates. So it's yeah, I mean. So interesting how the world has sw swapped on smoking or like at least with cigarettes where you were saying, um, we're talking about the TWA hotel airplane bar and there used to be on those planes, the sections that were for people who don't smoke and the rest of the plane was for people who smoke. And okay. If you've been on a plane, it's not it doesn't do matter anything. where you sit, the smoke yeah. is going to be everywhere. So it's such a crazy, crazy thing that that's how it, it used to work. And I was also saying, okay, my second aside, um, that my mom was telling me that when she used to fly, when we were little, they would put us in a bassinet and it would hang from the ceiling. <laughs> so basically where the overhead bins were, they, that's where they would put the babies. And I was like, can you imagine that these days? Like, I, I can't, I can't imagine. Um, anyways, but that's a crazy story because uh, I did see something about that on the news. I didn't watch it. So I didn't know what they were talking about. I assumed someone was like, trying no. to distract her and smoking there like secretly and trying, you know, but no, okay. No, it's, it's a bigger problem with that than that. Yeah. So what the are they going to do? It smells like literally legal. Yeah. So, so, and, and do people think that she really lost because of that or, or is that just I an don't excuse? Think so. I don't. Okay. I me cause everyone else can smell it and they're not. Losing, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of sad though. Right. I mean, I can see that it would be distracting. Right? Yeah, but the whole thing in this was like, you're going to smell something or there's going to be some distractions. Don't hone in on it. Right. The advice in here, what was from one of the security guards was try it. It might help you relax. Oh. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, that's a good oh. way to make sure the U.S. Open or you never get invited back. Oh, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. 
let's wrap it up for the day. Uh, going back to embracing authenticity and, and, you know, my key, key takeaways is that you don't have to be in your late 40s to start realizing who you are. Like, really think about it on a daily basis. No matter what age you are, do you really want to be doing what you're doing? Do you feel peer pressured to do things that you don't want to be doing and you do them anyways? Like, really start taking a look at that and kind of seeing how you can help yourself through these situations. And what you might realize is that a lot of the people that you're hanging out with kind of feel the same way. And you can start the conversation differently, right? It doesn't have to be all about this one person that's the disruptor or the one that's kind of pressuring everybody to do something. Like you guys can all kind of come together and say, this is, nobody wants to do this because I think sometimes we make these assumptions that, oh, Olivia wants to do it, so I need to do it. Or, yeah. you know, Olivia and Anusha want to do it, so we definitely have to do it. And have you ever asked them? If you ask them, they'd be like, I don't want to do that either. Oh, thank goodness. Nobody has to do it now because but we fail in that communication aspect and, and we fail to ask ourselves what we want. We just start doing what everybody else is doing. And obviously social media makes that so much worse, right? I mean, we yeah. see what everybody else is doing and we think, oh, we need the bigger house. Oh, how come I don't make money like that? Or, and you know, again, it's a story for social media. It's not real. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's, it's hard to do. So cut yourself some slack, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're you not going to wake up authentic. No, you, but but you you have these these moments of authenticity, and from there you can build even more to figure out what you want to be doing. Uh, one of the one of the funniest things that we talked about um, was that when when we were right out of college, the assumption was that or the way it was it wasn't even the assumption. The way women dressed for work is they wore pantyhose and heels and skirts I or even own oh i guess suits, i do own pantyhose suits with skirts and they it was literally that's what you wore every day when you went to an office and people today like my friend would tell them that story whether they were new hires or whatever and they would say um no like they couldn't even imagine that someone was wearing you know, that would, because they wear pants everywhere they go. But she said back then, nobody would wear pants to an office. Like it was That's completely, crazy. completely just a skirt. Ah. Um, so what's your calendar show for today? It's actually a good one. Mm. Although I keep uh, ripping off two in one go. So I'm already revealing Wednesday for myself, but keep your mind open and your commitment to change close by. Mm. That's really good. That fits in quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Any, okay. any last thoughts? I don't know. Living authentically is hard and I'm not even sure I'm doing it. So, well, at least you're aware of it. I think a lot of people aren't even aware of it. So like start thinking about what you want, you know, start thinking about who you want to go out in the world as instead of, you know, copying what, what someone else is doing. I remember being on a playground once and well, the kids were on the playground. I was watching. I was not actually like, you know, on the teeter totter, but there was a, a woman with her, with two kids and the one kid, I think I said this the other day, there was one kid trying to copy the other kid and, and she basically said to the one kid, okay, who, you know, Sam's already taken, like there's yeah. no, you're not Sam, Sam's already taken. You need to be you. You don't need to do what Sam is doing, right? Like, yeah, be yourself. So great. Okay. 
thank you so much for joining us today. We'll, we'll see you next time on the next episode of the Daughter Dearest podcast. If you like what you hear, not, not my cracking voice. Yeah, I was about to say. Okay. That, was, that was pretty impressive. I'm not going through puberty. Don't worry. Uh, if you like what you hear, come back more. Share it with your friends. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Thank you.